Welcome to the Rituals with Michaela podcast, a space for you to come as you are and tune into conversations that will support you on your path to becoming all that you're meant to be in this lifetime. I'm Michaela, a hypnotherapist and spiritual mentor. Daily rituals have been the most transformative tool in my healing and manifestation journey, and I want to share every piece of that wisdom with you. Think of this podcast as a weekly ritual for you to cultivate deeper awareness, inspiration, and connection to yourself. And most importantly, every episode will leave you with a simple ritual to integrate and embody everything you've learned. Whether you listen with your morning coffee, on your drive to work, or while you move your body, wherever you are, just take a deep breath, tune in, and turn this into your own special time just for you. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Rituals with Michaela podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about self-love, and before you run away, I used to pretty much run away from anyone who would preach about the importance of self-love. It felt like this fluffy concept that was just like, yeah, sounds good in my mind, but was really, really hard to even imagine feeling towards myself. It was hard for me to even imagine embodying this version of me who loves myself fully. And I want to talk about my personal stories with learning to hate myself, learning to be extremely hard on myself, and what led me to have this voice of self-hatred and just really nitpicking every little thing that I was doing uh, to the point where self-love felt like so unachievable to me. And I want to dive into this topic because when I discovered what self-love really means and the actual importance of it and how many doors and opportunities and relationships it would open up for me in my life, I kind of realized that underlying every single thing we want, the main thing that is blocking us from getting there is not having self-love, not having this relationship with yourself where you view yourself as capable and worthy and deserving of of having the things that you want. So let's get started by diving into my personal story around this. I was talking to a client the other day and I was talking about finding the moment when you realized that in order to survive, you had to be hard on yourself. And I remember this so vividly that there was something in my mind that shifted. Around the age of 10 or 11, I just remember feeling like everything about me was wrong. And that obviously stemmed from a childhood where I was trying to be myself, trying to fit in, trying to find where I belonged in the world. And it just felt like no matter what I did, it was never enough. And I think these beliefs were created for a multitude of reasons. I think number one, we live in a society that is always trying to convince you in every way possible that who you are is not enough. And you just need to buy one more product, lose 10 more pounds, or shift something drastically in your life in order to feel deserving. And what this does is it turns us into consumers. We wanna buy the diet plan, we wanna buy the new clothes, the makeup, the skincare, all of these different things in order to feel like we can love ourselves. And it's this never ending pursuit that we are usually pushed onto very early in our lives without even realizing it. And so I think that had a lot to do with it. And then just being surrounded by a lot of people who are buying into that narrative. 
And I just remember being like 10, 11, 12 years old. I'm not exactly sure what age, but I remember the stage of my life, which was that I was starting to become a teenager. And I felt that everything that could possibly be wrong with me was wrong with me. When I looked in the mirror, I just picked apart my body and I started overanalyzing every single curve, every single mark, every single perceived imperfection. I would just train my mind to zoom in on it so that I would know what it is that I have to change in order to feel deserving of what I want, in order to feel lovable and worthy. And that was just like one example of body image. There were also so many instances where I would find myself in these social settings, no longer grounded in my body, but up in my mind, so concerned about what is the right thing for me to say? How is like, what is the right way for me to hold my body? Where should I be making eye contact? Just this moment in my life where I stopped being present and I started dissociating from these situations so I could analyze them and make sure that I didn't do anything wrong. And I think this stemmed a lot from just like I've shared in the past, feeling so out of place, feeling like I had a lot of moments where I was really embarrassed with myself and the things that I said and the things that I did. And also just feeling like I was not at all where I wanted to be or who I wanted to be in my life. So at the time, I believed that this voice was helping me. I wasn't really like super aware of it like I am right now. It was just kind of playing on autopilot every single morning. I would wake up and think about what I did wrong the day before so that I could make sure that this day that I would try my hardest to be perfect and to succeed in my life. And the program that was playing, the words in my mind were not, oh, it's okay, Michaela, we'll try better today. You know, we'll we'll eat differently. We'll move our bodies. We'll do this. We'll do that. The program was very self-deprecating. It was being incredibly mean to myself and hard on myself in the hopes that that would give me the motivation to change. And I think it's really common to believe that being extremely hard on yourself will lead you to want to make changes. That if you're just cruel enough to yourself and if you just pick yourself apart enough, somehow you will find the motivation and discipline inside of you to shift. And I did make changes from that space for a while. I did try to force myself to be perfect and try to get to where I wanted to be using that voice of criticism and discipline. But what happens is when you get to where you want to be, when you're still playing this narrative of self-hatred and just being so incredibly hard on yourself, it is never enough. You are in this loop of feeling like your destination to happiness and self-love and feeling good enough is constantly outside of you. And this is a loop that I talk about a lot because I think this is the main thing that kept me miserable for most of my life. Like I would achieve these goals like One of my goals was to go from being a student that was struggling to a student who got straight A's. And I got straight A's for a very, very long time, for almost like the rest of my high school career after I decided that and all the way into college, I would not let myself get a grade below that because I believed that if I could just achieve this one more time, if I could get one more A, then I would finally feel the way that I wanted to feel. 
And what ended up happening is I got to graduation with this GPA that I was super proud of, but it didn't mean anything to me because I hadn't cultivated any sense of self-love or celebration within myself to be able to enjoy it throughout the process and in those moments where I was getting what I wanted. Because it's not really about getting the thing that we want, it's getting the feeling that we want. And what we truly want when we're trying to change our body or change our skin or change our lives in some way, we are wanting to feel like we are enough. We are wanting to feel like we are beautiful, like we are loved. And the reason that we want what we want is because we want the feeling that we think that thing will bring us. So we want to get those straight A's because we want to feel proud of ourselves. We want to feel like we're doing a good job and feel like we're worth celebrating and enjoying our lives. We want our bodies to change because we want to feel loved. We want to feel good enough. We want to feel happy and healthy. These are all feelings. And we believe that achieving this external goal will bring us these feelings, right? But from experience, the grades were just one aspect of how I was disappointed by believing in that. My body image story is took up so many years of my life, and I am going to be doing more episodes purely on healing from binge eating and body dysmorphia and the eating disorders that took over my life. But I just want to say that for so long, I firmly believed that changing my body would make me happy, that changing my body would make me confident, that it would make me love myself. And I'm not saying that these things don't give us momentary feelings of that, momentary glimpses of that happiness that we were seeking, but it is so short-lived because the conditioning is that in order to maintain this, I have to be hard on myself. I got to the body that I wanted and maybe I could see it or celebrate it for a moment when I see that number on the scale or when somebody compliments me about it. But after that, the programming turns on and says, how are you going to maintain this? How are you going to continue to be perfect so you can continue to receive this validation? And what happens, and this is how I believe body dysmorphia forms and so many other patterns of being incredibly hard on yourself, is that you firmly believe that you will not be able to maintain it if you don't have that negative voice going. So instead of seeing your progress when you look in the mirror, you pinpoint all of your flaws instead. You see yourself maybe as bigger than you are or something wrong with your face that isn't actually wrong. You are literally looking for problems because you are addicted to this cycle and you believe that you have to find every single possible problem in order to survive. So I hope that that paints a picture for you that whatever it is that you believe that you need right now to feel the way that you want to feel is something that will, yes, maybe momentarily make you feel that way. Maybe the money is going to feel really good when you get it or the career change or the relationship or the weight loss or whatever it is. It's going to feel really good when you get it but you will not be able to sustain that feeling or to actually feel safe enough to keep those blessings in your life if you don't work on self-love. And to me, self-love just means 
being able to celebrate yourself, feeling deserving of the good things that come to you, feeling safe and knowing that who you are inherently is enough and worthy of love and worthy of celebration so that these outer experiences, yes, they can be joyful, they can be fun, but you are not attached to them because you don't believe that you need them to feel the way that you want to feel. So I'm going to teach you exactly how to begin cultivating self-love and how to practice it even when it feels fake, even when it feels like scary and that you're not safe enough to be celebrating yourself or enjoying your life. I'm going to teach you a few different practices that have changed my life so tremendously and To be honest, this is something that I'm still working on. I've gone through so many phases where I convince myself that the love and happiness and safety that I want to feel lies in that next achievement. It was those grades before. It was a relationship before. It was my body before. Now it's a certain level of success and money. And yeah, I still have that narrative that plays that you know, says that I am not deserving of celebrating myself or loving myself until I reach this certain point. But I've caught on to the game that my mind is playing with me. I've caught on to this illusion that I've been living in. And now I've been really mastering this first step that I want to teach you, which is simply observing. Observing that throughout your life, you have multiple times convinced yourself that your happiness lies in that achievement and that outer thing. And so journaling and getting clear on different moments throughout your life where you thought you would be satisfied, where you thought you would feel worthy and deserving when you got something and how maybe it felt that way for a moment and then the feeling was fleeting. So becoming aware of these patterns is what helps you to disrupt them when you see them showing up. Yes, maybe there is a younger inner child part of you that believes that getting this thing and making this change is going to save you in some way. But as you begin observing that, you're connecting to your higher self and your higher mind and seeing it from this perspective of, I don't want to live the rest of my life never feeling satisfied and never feeling proud of myself and not having a positive relationship with myself because I believe that I need to do more and achieve more in order to be worthy of that. So that first step is becoming the observer. And as you become the observer, you might be able to pinpoint a moment in which you learned that it wasn't safe for you to feel satisfied with yourself. It wasn't safe for you to be kind to yourself or to celebrate yourself because that would mean that maybe you wouldn't fit in or that you wouldn't make the friends or you wouldn't get the boyfriend or the relationship or the body that you wanted and that your goals were so important to you that you learned that you had to be hard on yourself in order to get them. So pinpointing that moment and working with that younger version of you. So for me, I'm often working with my inner 12, 11-year-old and just telling her it's safe for us to celebrate this. It's safe for us to celebrate small wins and to celebrate who we are in this moment, even if my body doesn't feel perfect or if... I'm not getting the money or the success or the likes on social media or whatever it is. It is safe for me to celebrate myself and it is safe for me to tell myself that I am doing a good job because I want to enjoy the process of my life unfolding. I don't want to live for the next achievement where that feeling is fleeting. I want to cultivate this feeling within me. 
And so whenever I feel those feelings of resistance or wanting something to have happened yesterday that I really want to manifest, I tune in to my inner 11 or 12 year old and I just speak to her and I say, I know you really want that thing. You really believe that maybe there's something wrong with us, that something is wrong with me that is preventing me from getting it. And I just soothe her and I talk to her and, you know, it might feel woo woo or out there to like have conversations with yourself. But trust me when I tell you that your inner child is inside of you. It is a part of you. And that version of you, that younger version of you has been waiting to hear from a loving adult that it is safe for her. It is safe for them to be who they are. And so the more that you can practice this, at first it's going to feel very uncomfortable. And your inner child, this part of you, is going to resist hearing these things. It's going to resist wanting to receive and open themselves up to love because maybe that doesn't feel safe for them. But you're going to do it anyway. And you're going to show up and you're going to talk to yourself in those moments and become so incredibly aware of this internal voice. Because trust me when I say, the more practice you have with becoming aware of it, you're not going to let any thought slip by your awareness that brings you back into that old programming and back into that negative spiral. So the second thing that you are going to do is you are going to start rewiring your subconscious mind to believe that it is safe for you to love yourself. And this can be as simple as every single morning looking at yourself in your eyes in the mirror. You can pick one eye because it's hard to focus on both, but you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to say, I love you. I love you. I am proud of you. I am doing a great job. I am so proud of myself. And just continue to speak those words of affirmation while looking directly into your eye and you will feel a difference in time. I promise you, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. It's going to feel like you maybe even have a block to feeling the resonance of those words or to believing it. But that's why you just have to continue to show up and continue to create safety within yourself to feel that resistance and feel what you're feeling. But just like an unconditionally loving parent would, even if that child is pushing away the love, they continue to give it and show it anyways. I also want to share some other techniques that you can use to begin to reprogram your mind for self-love. There's a technique called EFT tapping, which maybe you've heard of before or you've seen before, but this is essentially having a dialogue with your subconscious mind while you're tapping on meridian points in your body. Meridian points are where your life force energy is flowing through your body, and it's where acupuncturists will put their needles to help that energy begin moving again. So when you start to tap on these points, you start to begin moving energy. And I'm going to be putting up a video on my YouTube channel that will walk you through an EFT tapping for self love. I'm also going to be teaching this at an in-person event in San Diego where our whole entire theme is about self-love and we're also going to be doing a group hypnosis which is the next part of what I want to share with you is that you can listen to self-love affirmations before you fall asleep at night and when you wake up in the morning. I want you to immerse yourself in loving energy even when it feels hard even when it doesn't feel safe, even when it feels absolutely ridiculous and annoying and cringy to you. And what happens when you slowly start to rewire your mind and create safety for you to truly love yourself and celebrate yourself and celebrate the small wins, to celebrate waking up in the morning and having another day 
is you start to feel safe enough to feel grateful for what is currently going on in your life. You start to feel more deserving of the things that you want, of the people that you want to attract in your life, of the success that you want. When you love yourself, you are embodying the version of you who already has it. Because before you thought you needed to have that thing, that external achievement, that external appearance, that change in your life in order to feel this way. But what you're doing is you're getting ahead of that outcome by feeling the way that you would feel if you had it. So that's why self-love is like, even though it feels like this cringy thing that we want to avoid, it's actually the baseline feeling for allowing all of those things to come into your life more easily and effortlessly and being able to sustain and maintain that vibration, whether or not those ever-changing circumstances are still around. So it is probably the number one thing that I would suggest anyone on an intentional manifestation journey to begin practicing because it's a really simple thing to focus on that opens up all of these other portals in your life and makes it so much easier to enjoy just being who you are in this moment. Because I guarantee that when you are on your deathbed one day, when you are looking back on your life, the one thing that you will have wished is that you enjoyed it more, that you enjoyed being in your body, that you enjoyed being in the present moment and took in how amazing it is to be in the middle of the process of getting what you want. Life is not about just checking the boxes, getting those external achievements, because those feelings are always fleeting. And when you can teach yourself to love yourself in those in-between phases and celebrate those moments and feel safe enough to do so, your entire life changes and you will not look back and regret having always wanted to be somewhere that you weren't. As I said, I'm still in the middle of working on this and some days I feel really, really strong in it and my life feels really peaceful and joyful. And other days that voice acts up and first thing in the morning, I'm being incredibly hard on myself, thinking about all the things that I have to do. And to me, the paradox of all of this is enjoying the process of learning how to love myself. So I just want to encourage you to not strive for perfection with this, but to strive to commit to this because you know it's one of the most important things that you can commit to in your life. So let's tie this all together with a ritual for you to be able to truly start to practice and embody self-love. And the first step to this ritual will definitely be those journal prompts of cultivating that self-awareness, becoming the observer of this inner dialogue, where it started and what this younger version of you is needing to feel safe again. And the second part is going to be the mirror work where you wake up every morning, look yourself in the eye, and say I love you and positive encouragement towards yourself, as well as maybe trying out my EFT tapping video that will be up on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for tuning into my podcast. It means more to me than you could ever possibly know. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to leave me a review, make sure that you send me a screenshot to my Instagram DMs because I'm offering 20% off to my online shop full of hypnosis recordings, meditations, affirmations, and so much more. Your name will also be added to a raffle to win a personalized daily ritual that will include your own hypnosis recording, journal prompts, and everything that you need that is specific to your situation of what you're going through and what you're wanting to manifest. The raffle winner will be announced in late October of 2023. And thank you guys so much again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.